Well, hi everyone. I'm Barrett Bowden, lead pastor of Island Community Church. I want to welcome you to a mini series that we are doing that complements our current summer series. We're calling these episodes our Good Neighbor Series Spotlights. And really, I just want to invite you to join us on a journey as we explore practical application of the good neighbor values that are being taught in our church in this season. They're all aimed at shining a light on the transformative power of loving our neighbors. And at the heart of the series lies a vital biblical principle, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. As Jesus taught, this commandment is second only to loving God, and it encompasses everything that we are called to do. Our love for neighbors is a tangible expression of our love for God, and it proves the depth of our faith. So throughout this series, what we're going to be doing is thinking deeply and practically on the application of the parable of the Good Samaritan, which we've reimagined as the parable of the good neighbor from Luke chapter 10, 25 to 37. This powerful parable really prompts us to ask two crucial questions. First, who is my neighbor? A question that Jesus himself addressed. And second, what kind of neighbor are you? A question that calls us all to reflect on our own actions and attitudes. So in each Good Neighbor Series Spotlight of this mini-series, we'll delve into a unique Good Neighbor value. We'll explore what the Bible teaches about these values and why they're essential to being a good neighbor. But primarily, we're going to bring this value to life through an interview with individuals from our church community. These interviews will offer a glimpse into the lives of those in our church family who have embodied these good neighbor values. And they will share their stories of compassion, selflessness, and sacrificial love. By hearing their experience, we hope to inspire and equip you to embrace these values in your own life with a simple goal, to see you grow in your love for God and your love for your neighbors. As you hear today's interview hosted by our Associate Pastor of Discipleship, Mitchell Morris, we pray you'll become more eager and more equipped to be ambassadors of God's love and leave a lasting impact on the neighborhood all around you. Welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of our Good Neighbors series. And today's Good Neighbor value is that good neighbors share good news. And joining us for today's conversation is Zach Watts. Welcome, man. Thank you. Glad you're here. Happy to be here. So tell us real quick a little bit about yourself, Zach, before we jump into our conversation for today. Yeah. um, So I'm originally from uh, Covington, Tennessee. It's about an hour away uh, from Memphis. Um, Grew up there in a small town with my great grandparents uh, and came here for college at the University of Memphis and uh, been here, I guess, for about 11 years now. Cool. And you've been part of the church for how long? Yeah, I've been uh, part of ICC since about 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, it really is an honor to have you. We picked you specifically for today because we want to just hear your heart a little bit. So when, Mm -hmm. you know, I said uh, the good neighbor value for today is good neighbors share good news. Yeah. Uh, What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think um, first thing that comes to mind is just um, the Lord calls us to to live a life worthy of the gospel, but he also calls us to um, share the gospel, to open our mouth and share it. Romans 10 describes it. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But then it goes on further, and it says, How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him 
who they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching to them, someone speaking to them, someone telling them? And so um, to me, it just, it means to open our mouth and to speak it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit of like your personal story and journey with that. Like how did that become a priority for you or how did that, how did you realize the importance of sharing the gospel? Yeah, well, first, I mean, I would like to say that um, everyone needs hope. You know what yeah, I mean? Um, yeah. Everyone needs to know that they're unconditionally loved and that they're, uh, there's hope um, for them. And I think, like, just a, a practical question just to ask, just to think about um, would be, what would it be like in your life if no one ever shared the gospel with you? Wow. If no one ever shared the gospel of, of hope, you, what would your life be like right now? Yeah. Um, it's so easy to kind of lose that perspective, I think. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe that's been big for you is, is having a perspective on what God has done in your life that motivates you to share with others. Is that kind mm. of what yeah. you're saying? Um, living, I think, I just reflect on my own life, and I think if no one ever shared the gospel with me, like, I know myself, I know, like, what the path of destruction that I was headed down, um, just complete brokenness, darkness, you know what I mean, and just feeling purposeless, uh, depression, my my soul feeling unfulfilled, uh, you're constantly stuck in just this cycle of of guilt and shame. Yeah. And it just seems to be like a never-ending cycle. And I think just the people around us are in that same, um, so many people around us in that same uh, cycle, and and that's how they're feeling. They're feeling the weight uh, of that brokenness. And I think just, I mean, just like me, I mean, you you get tired of carrying that weight. Yeah. You get tired of um, just feeling the pressure of, of the guilt and shame and trying to be good enough trying to earn um, people's approval, the Lord's approval and things like that. But, and that's not really what the, the gospel speaks of. And so, um, I th- yeah, I think there's just many people that are carrying this heavy, heavy weight around us. And one of the most beautiful things I see uh, in Scripture is Jesus. Um, he says, if you are tired and weary, come to him and he will give you rest, yeah. Right. I just honestly just want to point people to that person that can truly offer them true rest. Yeah. Um, and so we're all broken. We're all messed up. And one thing that I know is that man, what, what they need is not just like a good teacher or good advice. Hmm. Uh, they really need a Savior, somebody that can free them from themselves, somebody that can change their very nature. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's important uh, for me in my life, I see it as so important to share the gospel, to be able to provide people for that hope so they can that weight can be completely lifted off of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to hear, like, um, how did you learn to share the gospel? How did you kind of grow in that? I had a lot of uh, people um, towards the end of, of my college um, experience that poured into me um, uh, of tools to, to, to share the gospel, even... Even the church at ICC, yeah. um, they have um, workshops and things like that yeah. that you know teach how to, to 
to share your faith and things. And, and that really, I went to those things intentionally and, and just listened and took notes and, and uh, just, be, just began to practice it. And as yeah. I practiced it, I mean, it just felt um, more natural and more natural. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear too, um, I know you have plenty, but any stories that you could share about um, sharing the gospel with people and seeing God work through that? Yeah. Um, well, first, I mean, I, I just try to share with the people um, around me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I want to come, I'll come back to your yeah, question. Yeah, no, in a you're second, good. But yeah. I, I just want to be obedient in sharing with the, the people that, um, that God has placed in my, my natural mm. rhythms of life already mm. my friends, my coworkers, yeah. my, um, my family. Yeah. People I just play sports with on a on a weekly basis yeah. and things like that, and so I just want to be obedient and and sharing uh, with them. And um, man, I just think if we, as a church, if we if we did that, um, I just think, man, how much amazing fruit would truly come from that? If we yeah. would just share with a small circle of people that we're already in relationship with, yeah. um, the fruit that would come from that uh, would just be tremendous. There is a there's a uh, a saying, an expression. I think it's it's uh, bloom where you're planted. Yeah. And so that's always stuck out to me. And that's mm. what, I mean, just what I try to do is yeah. uh, where the Lord has planted me, um, just to be obedient and to share uh, with the people around me. There, as I said, the relationships that I'm already in. Um, and so the average person. Um, talks around 15,000 words per day. Wow, that's, um, a lot. that's quite a bit. Right? <laughs> uh, and so in those, all of those words that you're talking throughout the day, you're, mm. we're talking about many things. We're talking about um, sports, weather, TV shows, mm. clothes, politics, mm. social issues. Um, and I just want to, I mean, I, as I'm talking about these things with these people, and I just want to talk about the Lord as well because to me, I mean, He's more important than all of those things, yeah. you know. And so, and one thing that really has helped me grow so much um, in sharing the gospel is honestly just reminding myself of the gospel first. Um, so <laughs> this may sound a little bit strange, but as I'm as I'm in the car and I'm by myself and I'm driving, a lot of the times um, I'll just cut off the radio. And um, just mute everything and have some quietness. And then I just begin to um, just simply just tell my own testimony out. Mm. Um, and because I need that to affect my own heart. You know what I mean? I need that yeah, to affect my absolutely. heart as well. Yeah. Um, and so I just cut off the radio, uh, talking to myself and <laughs> literally yeah there's been many times I'm just like sitting there crying as I'm going down the street and wow. so if you ever see me just like <laughs> you pull up beside me in a car and just yeah. see me yet crying and talking to myself you can just keep going by well it's, no it's, it's probably good. testimony yeah, yeah, time it's, yeah, yeah it's a part of the norm but that's cool man I um, love that. it reminds me of what you said earlier the first question I asked you you said well you know it's really sharing the gospel is motivated by knowing the power of the gospel in your own life. Yeah. And it sounds like that's a practice mm-hmm. that you've learned to basically keep your story, your yeah. personal story on your mind. Yeah, I need to hear it over and over again, though. Yeah. Um, it, you know, no matter how long, it, 
as I'm taking as I'm walking this journey of faith. Like I need to hear the gospel presented in my own life over yeah. and over and over again, um, just to be reminded um, that I was once lost. Yeah, you know, um, that I was. I take myself back and I remember just the pit of darkness that I, I was in that the Lord just came and reached out and, and took me out of. And to see my deep need um, for a Savior, you know, like I couldn't dig my way out of that hole. Yeah. couldn't dig my way out of that pit. And um, as I look at myself, as I said, I'm reminded um, that I owed a debt to the Lord that I couldn't pay back. And yet He, he offered me forgiveness he offered me grace. And yeah. Yeah. Um, just it really affects my heart, Mitchell, as I, as I, as I think about it. And it really helps as, I, as I'm reminded of that over and over again, as I remind myself of that, um, it really pushes me to share with others yeah. because. Um, they're in that desperate need, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. They're in that desperate Absolutely. need as well, yeah. and so. Um, well, I'm sorry. Let's get back to your question. No, you're what great. was your question? I'm glad again? you. I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I, I was. I was curious if you had, and I sort of acknowledge. I'm sure you have many, but if there were any specific stories you felt like might be helpful hmm. uh, to share, of you know when you've chosen to be obedient, to step out and share the gospel. Um, how God has used that, how he's worked. Yeah, um, there's, there's so many stories um, that the Lord has, has done in my life. Um, I'll think of a, a few just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, there, there's so many that we'd be here all night, uh, <laughs> no joke. Um, one that, that comes to mind is, um, when I go into the office at work, I always bring my my Bible and I sit it on my desk at work and I just uh, I keep it open and um, on my lunch break I'll I'll read it and uh, just throughout the day I take some time to read it and, and things like that when I have a little bit of free time and um, doing by doing that I've seen a lot of my coworkers have stopped by my desk and they've asked me what am I reading. And I actually get to share with them personally, yeah. like, let me show you what I'm reading. Yeah. And I also get to ask them, like, what do you think about this? Like, yeah. You know? Um, and it's brought so many opportunities in my life, as I've done this in every job that I've had. Mm-hmm. I've, um, it's created a lot of opportunities for uh, people to, to ask me questions about the Bible. And then yeah. and we get to talk about Jesus and what he's done for us. And um, there's a story of one woman who, I had only been with the company for a short time at this point, and uh, there was this one woman that uh, stops by my desk, and she's just crying. Hmm. And I ask her, what's wrong? And she just begins pouring out her heart of brokenness that hmm. she's experienced in her life, and I think she just had a really, really tough day. Wow. And she pours her heart out and just says, man, I feel so invaluable. Hmm. I feel invaluable as an employer, as a mother, um, as a teammate, yeah, and um, I just used that opportunity to begin to share with her about the Lord. And so I told her, I, I said, 
you know, you're so valuable. You're valuable in so many ways. But what I want you to know first and foremost is that you're so valuable because you're made in the image of the Lord. And that makes you abundantly valuable, yeah. you know. Um, and through that experience, I mean, she's um, she just grew in a deeper relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord that she had, she could now see her identity was rooted wow. in the Lord, like the Lord has created her. So she began to realize, and I began to speak to her about how, you know, you're created by the Lord and for Him. And so uh, even today as I, as I see her every once in a while uh, roaming the halls, she always talks to me and she, mm-hmm. she, she thanks me for that time as, as I shared with her. And she said it really transformed her life. Wow. Um, there was another story about two years ago, I guess. My um, my grandfather, he was on his deathbed. Uh, and so I went to see him. And the doctor said he had about a month to live. And so I went to see him. And this man, he, he's my grandfather, but he's, he was such, he's such a hard, hard man. Mm. Um, never really expressed love. Um, never really... Um, expressed his feelings or anything like that. And I was so worried about him. Um, and I just did not want, I didn't want him to, or I didn't want to pass upon the opportunity yeah. to be able to know that there was something I could have done. I could have shared yeah. with him, but I was too scared. Sure. And I was scared, but I just began to, to ask him, he shut me down so many times as I've, as I've shared with him yeah. the gospel. But this time, I was like, I'll give it another shot. Mm-hmm. And so I shared with him. I said, are you scared? Mm. Are you scared of death? Are you scared to die? And, um, I mean, he just he stayed quiet for a minute. And... I'm just sitting there with him about 30 seconds later. So I see like tears just rolling down his face and he's mm-hmm. just like, I'm so, ter- I'm terrified. Wow. And I ask him why. And he says, and there's, there's so many bad things that I've done. That mm-hmm. There's no way that I can have forgiveness mm-hmm. for the things that I've done. And so... I just began to share with him. I used that opportunity to share with him the gospel and know that you can, you can have forgiveness right now. We can stop looking at yourself and what you've done. The Lord has, he's done something amazing for you. He's provided something for you that none of us could provide for, for ourselves. He's provided salvation. It's not of your own doing, but it's of what he has done for you. And I said, that is good news. And he agreed. He was like, that is, that's good and it was just something different about that time, I guess, that his eyes were just opened all of a sudden, and uh-huh. he began to began to read. I saw, I began to see him, his life transform, where he he was reading the Bible and he was spending time with the Lord, uh-huh. and that was so transformative for me. Uh-huh. I mean, amazing. The Lord did something amazing in that man's heart, and and I'm so thankful that. He used me and, and just gave me courage just to share with him one last time. Yeah. Um, wow. There was another story of um, just 
I play soccer throughout the city quite a bit and um, always meet new people and, and things like that. And so um, there was this, this one Muslim guy one time, and he we're, we're playing, and after the game, um, I go up to him. I just felt like the Lord was pressing in on my heart and asking me to to share with this guy. And I had no idea what I was going to share with him, but um, went up to him after. And I just began a conversation, talking with him. I just began to ask him, like, man, what are the things that you're chasing mm. in this life? What are you chasing right now? And through that experience, uh, we we became great friends. Mm. And we we still to this day, I mean, we meet up quite a bit. And uh, uh, we go through the Bible and we talk mm. about Jesus. And so he's getting to hear about Jesus and, and, and the good news that mm. he has to offer. And so... Um, that was such a cool experience. And I said, I have so many more of these stories. One last story that I'll, I'll yeah, share with you. Please. Last one, I promise. But um, <laughs> is So I know it, this is going to sound silly. I wear these bracelets on my wrist, and one of them says, uh, not a fan. Um, <laughs> and this is so cheesy, but, you know, um, it brings – I wear them because it, it's a conversation starter mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, in fact, I mean, I'll just be at the gym and things like that or – People ask me, what does that mean? And it was just two days ago, I was sitting in a restaurant uh, waiting to, um, to go to my seat. And this older gentleman comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder. And he was like, hey, man, I got a question for you. And I said, said sure, what's up? And he says, what does this mean? What are you not a fan of? <laughs> and I was like, man, it's, <laughs> I said, it's a, it's a principle um, that I really love. I said that, Jesus is calling us not to just be fans of him, just to know some things about him, but to, to actually be in a relationship with him, to follow him. Yeah. Um, and so there's a difference between a fan and a follower, and Jesus is asking us to be a follower. And, and I began sharing him with more about Scripture, and we had a long conversation. Um, he even came and sat with me, um, and, and we ate together, and we, we just <laughs> began to talk about uh, Scripture and the gospel. And afterwards, I mean, uh, we prayed together, and he, um, he le- before he leaves, he, he just shakes my hand, and he says, man, thank you so much for just sharing that with me. Wow. And so cool, cool opportunities that <laughs> the Lord has uh, blessed me with, so, so many of them, yeah. Well, man, thank you for sharing those. Um, it's powerful just to hear. Like, I, like, can feel the emotion of it. Like, even yeah. as you were sharing, you gave me chills a few times, um, and I think— we could probably end there, but I don't quite want to. I want to follow up a little more because what I think, there were a few common things I noticed in in your stories, and that was one that they seemed very organic and very relational, not awkward or confrontational or things like that, which I think for many people, when they hear gospel sharing or the word evangelism, they might have... Mm -hmm. Uh, some preconceived notions or assumptions about what that looks like, and it and it may and it might be those things awkward or confrontational or things like yeah. that. But what I hear you saying is these are people who you like you said they're already kind of in your life, or you just start a conversation with them. Yeah. Um. So that was the second thing I was going to say. Is it I? What I hear is just a willingness in your heart, mm-hmm. like a willingness. Just your yes is on the table. 
with God and whatever he leads you to do by the spirit, you'll do. So whoever he leads you to talk to, whatever question he leads you to ask, you'll do it. And well, so I'm curious to just, I'm, I want to hear maybe, how does that sound? And is that, is that true? It's a, yeah, it's true. I mean, I, well, I, I'm not perfect at that by no means. <laughs> um, so I just want to express that. Yeah, um, sure. I'm humble that, um, I'm so humble that I even get to speak on this topic at all. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the perfect person at all. And, um, but uh, I just try to be obedient with the, yeah. you know, when, when the Lord puts, uh, presses in on my heart to share, I, I really try just to be obedient with that. Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear, I think, kind of my last big question to you, because um, <clears throat> I think it's an important one, is for someone who's watching or listening, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you get this a lot, but they say, they might be thinking or saying to themselves, um, man, I want to be more like that. Like, I really, I wish I was more like Zach. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. I don't even want to be like Zach. I, I know, I know. But but they'll think, I mean, I, I wish I could do what he does. I wish I was gifted like him, or I wish I was I was more like him. What, what would you tell them? What are, some, what are some pieces of encouragement or practical advice that you would give them to grow in this? Yeah, just some practical advice. A um, couple of things that, that come to mind is to, just to be intentional, like pursue people. Yeah. Um, because the Lord has pursued you. Yeah. And out of that, the overflow of the heart uh, of the, the love that we have experienced, like we, we pursue people yeah. in the same way um, to, to pursue. Like let's have that pursuit of people, um, courage yeah. and boldness to share with people. Yeah. Um, intentionality. Um, a lot of this there, it can be, costly as far as like time hmm. money that you're gonna have to spend is hmm. you know to, to be able to spend time with people to buy yeah. food and things yeah, like that as sure. you're spending time but like it's all worth it is it not yeah. you know what I mean that's how I see it is this this place is not my home anyway and so um, it's about his kingdom and um, just really want to encourage people with a couple of things one would be that like you don't have to have a lot of Bible knowledge or anything like that. You don't have to go to seminary. Um, you don't have to be some scholar. Hmm. Uh, you can just be an ordinary man, like at an ordinary job, yeah. um, and just be able to share with people. You can just be working a nine to five, like, yeah. and uh, so yeah, you don't have to have any of any knowledge uh, of um, of seminary or any of that. But a lot of people, I think. Um, Ask, ask themselves the question of who am I to share the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel morally um, morally good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I don't have the knowledge. And so just want to point out a couple of things in Scripture that I think is super important that has helped me mm-hmm. in life. And so um, one would be in Exodus. Uh, so God tells Moses, to go and tell Pharaoh that the Lord said, let my people go. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? The Lord then said, surely I will be with you. Then later on, God tells him again, go and tell Pharaoh yeah. to let my people go. Moses says to the Lord, oh, my Lord, I'm not eloquent either in, my, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. So right here, we see Moses, like he's making an excuse. Of, right. He's feeling that, 
man, I'm unequipped. Yeah. Like, who am I to do this? Like, yeah. I don't have the talent of speaking. I, yeah. And so it, I think that's like, yeah, so relatable of all, what a lot of people are feeling. Yeah. But let's go on where Moses, um, I mean, excuse me, the Lord said to Moses after this, I love this part. Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Mm. Like, let's make that personable. Yeah. You know, mm. a lot of us are feeling that, that weight of, who am I, just like Moses. Yeah. I love that about Scripture that mm-hmm. there's, even in today's society, in today's life in 2023, that people are feeling this same thing. Yeah. And the Bible confronts it and the people mm-hmm. talk. I mean, the these people, they feel the same thing. Yeah. But yet the Lord's asking them to trust in him that yeah. he's going to he's going to do the work. Just be obedient in speaking. Yeah. And there's there's another passage um, in First Corinthians. Uh, Paul has uh, he's learned it's not about his speech either. Yeah. Um and we see his reliance on the Spirit. And what he says is, he says, And when I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come as someone superior in speaking ability or wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I also was with you in weakness and fear and in great trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words or wisdom but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on wisdom of mankind, but on the power of the Lord. Like that, oh my man, that is so, so good that Paul sees it. He sees what God was telling Moses yeah. back then in, in Exodus, that it's, it's you just be obedient in speaking and leave the rest up to me. Yeah. Um, you don't have to come having persuasive words or any any talent of speaking or anything like that. You don't have to have this amazing gift or ability. Yeah. And that's what Paul's saying here is yeah. you don't have to have any of that. You um, you would not rest on the wisdom of mankind, but on the power of God. Yeah. And so one thing that I know that I know is God equips the called. Mm. Uh, God knows everything about you. And yet he desires to use you and to work yeah. through you. Yeah. And I think, man, that is that's such a blessing that he asks us that yeah. we can be a part of of walking alongside him in this and we can trust him. We can see such amazing things happen as we trust in him. Um mm-hmm. one last passage of yeah. scripture is is the Samaritan woman in John <laughs> four. We see the Samaritan woman go to mm-hmm. the well and she encounters Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. She encounters Jesus. Um, she is deeply moved. Uh, as she leaves the well, she begins to go and tell everybody what he has done and who he is. Mm-hmm. This woman didn't have any seminary degree. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a lot of knowledge yeah. of, of, of Scripture or anything like that. She just began to go tell everybody what she had experienced. Yeah. Um, and that, again, is... That, that can be you and me, yeah. just the everyday average Joe. Hmm. Um, and as I said before, just to encourage people, I said it at the beginning of, of, the, of this video, is that 
um, ICC, they do workshops. Um, they they uh, use, they, they teach how to use tools such as the three circles. Yeah. Um, they teach you how to share your testimony and things like that and be comfortable with that. And also just how to share, um, uh, share as you're sharing with people, um, just to, to, to be comfortable uh, with it. Um, to turn that conversation that you're that you're already in and and, and just turn it into a gospel conversation, um, and so we want the Lord's name to be proclaimed, um, and I think we can talk about a lot of stuff in this world. We can talk a lot about me and just how great I am, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, like my name doesn't doesn't save. Like I can't save, and so I want to point people to to the one that, who can save. And that's our heart, is that we would point people uh, to the one who can truly save and bring transformation. And so, again, I just want to leave and say that you too, like, have the ability to share with, with people as well. Yeah. Um, and as you said, you know, at the, at the beginning of the video, is it's just really about, do you, are you willing? Do you have a willing yeah. heart? Yeah. And the, the Bible says that... Um, um, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yeah. The harvest is plentiful. Mm-hmm. Let's just, you know, go and trust God and let's share. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's a perfect ending. <laughs> Thank you so much, Zach, for real, for sharing your heart. And you you are an example to many of us. And I know not that's not to put you on a pedestal, but to say that we do, uh, we're challenged and encouraged by you. I know I am, uh, for sure, to keep growing in this. So, Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really hope that this has benefited you and will help you better love your neighbor. We'll see you next time.